email. Okay, the new volume, volume 11 is already out. One can get it from uh, World Mizrahi building. Uh, okay. Order it online. Um, <laughs> so the volume 11 is already out. So okay, we are it. in today's uh, shir going to be focusing on the mitzvah of tefillah. Is it Doraita? Is it the Rabbanan? And practical ramifications. One of the major ramifications that we're going to discuss is woman's obligation to daven. Um, is there an obligation? If there is an obligation, what does that obligation entail? We know that men generally have a three tefillot a day that we daven. What does that mean regarding women? Another ramification that we're going to discuss in today's shir is are there any times when one would theoretically be exempt from davening? And if that is the case, what are those uh, conditions in order for one to be exempt? So let's begin. The Gemara in Tanit tells us, uh, the Brighter tells us, the Tanya, we have to love uh, Hashem, your God, and serve him with all your hearts, explains the brighter Ezri Avodashi Belev. What service of Hashem is from the heart? This implies this is Tfilah. This drasha, one can understand, is the simple meaning of the, the verse. If one understands that uh, drasha as to be taken literally and not an asmachta, that would imply that davening. Tfilah is midoraita. And that is how the Rambam understands this din. This obligation has been repeated uh, many times. And the Rambam says, second paragraph. Although there is a general obligation to serve a Baruchu, there is a specific activity that one fulfills this obligation, and that is to govern, to pray. So therefore, <clears throat> based on this, the Rambam seems to be clearly saying that this is a mitzvah, mina Torah, to govern. And famously, we have the Ramban who seems to argue. Now the Ramban says, There is no agreement regarding this. The rabbis have already explained that tefillah is only rabbinic. As we'll see, we're going to make a distinction between kriyachma, which is doraita, tefillah, which is only the rabbanan. So how does the Rambam get around that problem? Says the Ramban, if you look at the sugyas across Shas, the implication is that tefillah is only mid The reason why a balkeri can still say kriyachma and birkat amazon as opposed to davening kriyachma or birkat amazon So the Ramban seems to imply that tefillah is only rabbinic, but he has a problem. What's he going to do with what the, the source that the Rambam brought? Explains the Rambam, 
understand that that drasha in the Brighta was not literal, it was an asmachta. And then he says, all one can say, this is very interesting how to explain the Rambanja. The Ramban says, perhaps there is a mitzvah mina Torah of serving Hashem. That's explicit in the Torah. But how one fulfills that, you have different possibilities. Possibility number one, through learning Torah. Just by learning Torah, you fulfill Ulo Avdo, Ulo Avdo B'chol Possibility number two, when we dive into Hashem in a time of distress, that is when one fulfills this Torah obligation. So the Ramban is saying two things. He says, firstly, it's, it seems according to Shas that the mitzvah is only mid And even if you want to say it's Doraita, it's in a time of distress. Not as the um, not as the the Rambam seems to imply that it's a mitzvah every day. We'll see. Rab Soloveitchik points out what exactly is the machloket between the Rambam and the Ramban regarding that that uh, nakuda. But the point is, is that uh, it's most people want to understand the Ramban is saying as follows: that according to the Ramban, there is a mitzvah from the Torah to daven, but it's only in a time of distress. That is one way of reading the Ramban. Others want to say that according to the Ramban, there's no mitzvah mina Torah at all. And he's just saying that there's a kiyum of a certain, you can do it, but it's not specific um, to tefillah. But let's just summarize. So according to the Rambam, it's clearly a mitzvah mina Torah to daven. According to the Ramban, there might be a mitzvah mina Torah to daven in a time of distress, but otherwise tefillah is rabbinic. The Gemara says, right, as follows. Everyone agrees. The Gemara says in Brachot Lamed Gimel, Amar Lerav Shimon, Ber Arba, Lerav Yechvan, Michti, Anchei Knesset, Agdonat, Nulaim Li Israel, Brachot, Tfilot, Dushot, Bahabdalot. Everyone agrees that came along the Anchei Knesset, Agdonat, and instituted. And here it's Rabbinic Lichora, Tfila. So according to the Rambam, what exactly did they institute? We have a chiyuv minat Torah to daven. So what did the Anche Knesset Gdola add over and above what the Torah already commanded? According to the Rambam, it's simple. There's no chiyuv midoraita unless one's in distress. Came along the Anche Knesset Gdola and instituted that we have to daven. Explains the Gemara in Megillah Yudzayin. Shimon Apakoli is dear Shmona Yisrael Brachot Lifnei Rabban Gamliel Ala Seder Yavne. He instituted the 18 brachot, what we call the Shmona Yisrei, also Gemara, v'chi me'achad, me'av Yisrim skenim, ahem kamen evim tiknu tfilala seder, shena v'akoli, ma'izdir. What's going on over here? We already know historically that Anshek Nesar Agdolai instituted the Shmona Yisrei. So what does this mean that Shimona Pakuli instituted it? No, shachachum v'chazar v'sidru. That it was forgotten and came along Shimon Hapakuli in the generation of Rabbi Gamliel and rearranged it according to the original Nusach of the Anshay Knesset Agdola. Now, again, we saw that according to the Rambam, if it's a mitzvah, right, uh, so what exactly did the Anshay Knesset Agdola Institute? So let's, uh, uh, let's, let's read the Rambam in Hilchot Tfilah. Since 
Am Yisrael were exiled in the time of the Mukhanetsa. Nitarbu be parasbiya banu sharumot menoldulayim banim baratota goyim. We became immersed in Persia, in Greece, and the other nations. Our children were born in exile. And we, those children, we who were born in exile, do not have the correct language. Says the Rambam, we weren't able to explain our tefillot properly. It was a muddled uh, uh, language. Kids, so we didn't know how to speak proper, correct Hebrew. So people started shortening and, and damning in an incorrect way. And they started including different languages. So that's why the Chachamim of the Anshek Nesaragdalai instituted a formal Nusach. Explains the Rambam, the Amida is divided into the first three, which is praise for Kashbartu, the last three, which is Shebach, um, which, uh, which is Hodaya, thanking Kashbartu, and in between there are Bakashot, there are our requests, some are personal, some are communal, etc. And, uh, and, and that's why Am Yisrael needed to formalize the, the Amida, even though Midoraita, we have a chil, but what we have to say, we don't, uh, is not stipulated by the Torah. In fact, the Rambam says it uh, further on more explicitly. Um, sorry, no, where did he say? Maybe I skipped it. Let me just go back for a second. Um, no, we didn't bring it for some reason. The Ramam, but the Ramam says explicitly that the amount of time, what we have to daven, and how many times we have to daven is not explicit in the Torah, and therefore the Chachamim instituted that. So that is the Chidush of the Anshek Nesalakdola, not only creating the Nusach. But also <laughs> the frequency, how often we have to daven. Let's um, let's continue um, with the Nefesh Achaim. The Nefesh Achaim explains Ela Shehemam. I'm reading in the bolden part. Ela Shehema Hisig Baruch Kodesham Vasagat Nevuatam Ma'Eliona V'Nirim Lahem Shvilei Kol Sidrei Breshit. That the Ancheknes Tagdola. When they instituted the Nusach, it was a very, they understood all the esoteric understandings, the mystical understandings of how Kosh Baruch Hu runs the world. We now, in uh, Dafyomi, in Parshat, uh, in the Perik of Ein Dorshi, right? and uh, that uh, talks about Maaseh Merkava, these are very, very lofty mystical ideas that only the Tanaim really understood. And so the Antiknesset Agdolai, who understood all the ways and mechanisms in which Akash Baruch runs the world, they instituted the Kirk Nusach that, uh, that 
basically brings to all of the kohot of our tefillah. And uh, another connection to the the, uh, the, the famous Gemara in Brachot, Chafav says, Abraham tikent tefillah shachrit, yenem avashkem Abraham baboker el amakom asher amakshav. Abraham instituted the tefillah of shachrit. And Yitzchak tikent tefillah mincha. And Yitzchak instituted mincha. And Yaakov tikent tefillah arvit. And Yaakov instituted Mari. So it's a bit confusing. Hold on a second. Who instituted what? Was it what? Is it the Anshe Knesset Agdola who instituted it? Or is it the Avot? Explains the Pnine Avot. There was a Minhag of the Avot. To Daven, they had a Minhag. They instituted this is a Minhag. It's not a Chiyuv Midrabanan. It's not a Chiyuv Midoraita. This was Minhag Avotainu. Based on that minhag avoteinu tiknu anshe knesset hagdola et shalosh atfilot. Then came along the anshe knesset hagdola and gave a rabbinic obligation of the three tfilot, shachrit minchan marit, shachrit minchan marit. V'tiknum keneged korbanot. And then what we didn't see was that the Gemara says, it has a whole discussion, is it the minhag avot, keneged avot tiknum, or keneged korbanot tiknum? Explains the Pnine Alacha. Vitiknum, when the Ansheikhneset Agdola, based on the Minag of Avotainu, instituted these Tfilot, they did it Kenegad Korbanot Sibur. They paralleled them to the, um, the Korbanot of the community. Because the Tfilah really, in essence, is the inner understanding of what the korbanot are all about. Okay, so just to summarize this, this uh, chapter, we have machloket, and this generally between the Rambam and the Ramban, is there mitzvah mina Torah to daven according to the Rambam? Yes, according to the Ramban, no, unless one is in distress, but on a, on a daily basis, one doesn't have to daven mina Torah. Everyone agrees, Midrabanan, one is Chayab to Daven three times a day. Who instituted that? And Sheknesset Agdola. They, they instituted it based on two things based on Minag of our forefathers, as well as based on the uh, parallel to the Karbanot. Now we basically got the structure of this mitzvah. Let us look at one of the very, very practical ramifications, and that is the obligation of tefillah for women. The Mishnah says as follows in Brachot Gimel and Gimel Gimel, Nashim Bavadi Muktanim Turim Kriachma Minatfilin, the Chayavin Betfila. Women are exempt from Kriachma and from Tfilin, but are obligated in Tfila Mezuzah and Bir Katamaz. Why would one be exempt from Kriyachma and from Tfilin as opposed to an obligated in Tfilah? Explains the Gemara. Because ultimately davening is asking for mercy and we all need mercy, also women. Ask the Gemara, what might I have thought? Since it's written, Erev Avokah V'tzorai, Pasukin Tehilim, Kemitzvat Aseh Shazman Gramadami. This would seem to be a positive time-bound mitzvah. 
and therefore, if it's a positive time, our mitzvah women are going to be exempt. Kamashmalan, that what? So this is interesting. What does the Kamashmalan over here uh, explain? So the one way of reading this Gemara is Kamashmalan, it's not a mitzvah asayshazman grama. And therefore, women are obligated. And if women are obligated, Nikhora, they're obligated like men. That would be the reading of the Rambam, meaning the Rambam says there was a Havamina that this is a mitzvah to say Shazman Grama and women are going to be exempt. Kamash Malan, that they are Chayab, and they are Chayab because it's not a mitzvah to say Shazman Grama, so they Chayab like men. Just like men, there's a Chiyot Doraita. So to women, there's a Chiyot Doraita. That is one way of reading, and probably the easiest way of reading the Gemara. Again, according to the Ramban, who holds that tefillah is only the Rabbanan, so how, do, how does one read this Gemara? So one way of reading this Gemara is Anachinami. The whole Gemara was talking about on a rabbinic level. Let's, let's read Rashi. The tefillah is supplication for mercy, and everyone needs the supplication for mercy. Now, the Rabbanani, Rashi, Says over here, this is rabbinic. Note, not how I understood, how I explained the Gemara, which was basically the Rambam. No, says the Rashi, this is all rabbinic. And this is an obligation from the rabbis, and they instituted it. Also for women. Now the word also means just as it's an institution for men, so it's an institution for women. And this Rashi seems to be agreeing with the shit of the Ramban that tefillah is only mita rabbanan. Look at the riff on that. The riff says, "Kriyatshma utfilin However, which are mitzvat asay shelo hazman grama, the komitzat asay shelo hazman grama, nashim chayavot. Any non time bound mitzvah, women are obligated. The riff does not mention that this is rabbinic, implying that this is really the orator according to the riff. And that makes a lot of sense because the Rambam most times followed in the footsteps of the Rif. And since that they're coming from the same Beit Midrash, that both the Rif and the Rambam hold, that Tvila seems to be Midoraita. Let's see the Rambam explicitly. Oh, this was what I was looking for beforehand, but here he says it explicitly. He says the Rambam in Perek Alam. It's a positive commandment to daven every day. And our tradition, could be that what? This is Pasuk is referring to davening. Then says the Rambam, the amount of tefillot is not from the Torah. And the text, the Nusach, is also not from the Torah. And there is no fixed time, according to the Rambam, 
according to the Torah, for davening. Ulefichach, therefore, nashim v'avadim chayvim betvila, levishim mitzvah tasev, shelo azman grama. So the Rambam says in this Hilchot Tvila, since it is a Torah obligation, and what type of Torah obligation it is? A non-time-bound Torah obligation, women are obligated. And this is interesting because the Rambam told us that it's not a mitzvah And in the next line, he says, The obligation is to daven every day. First, he has to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then he has to ask his needs. And afterwards, he thanks HaKadosh Baruch According to the Rambam, the quintessential Torah obligation is made up of three parts. Praising HaKadosh Baruch Hu, requesting something from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you have those three components, you have fulfilled your obligation from the Torah. Now, on the one hand, the Rambam says it's not a Torah obligation, it's not a time bound mitzvah, but then he says the chiyuv is every day. It seems that according to the Rambam, if something is not, not uh, specific to a night or day, but every day, meaning you can do it once in the 24 hours every day, that is not considered as mitzvah taseh, man grammar. By the way, this is one of the points that the Ramban uh, takes uh, the Rambam to task. He says, what's going on over here? If you tell me it's not a mitzvah taseh, man grammar, then you can't say that there's a chiyub every day. Then there's no chiyub. What is a chiyub? Once a year, when is it? That was one of the ta'anot that the Ramban has on the Rambam. But again, the Rambam seems to the way we're reading, the Rambam says that no, as long as there's an obligation every day and it's not limited to the day or night, it's not considered in Smitzah Tasei, Shazman, Grama. How do we pass on the Lachlamaisa? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Nashim Vabadim Shafapishab Turimi Kriyashma Bachayavim Batvila, although they're exempt from Kriyashma, they are obligated to Daven. Nibneshi Mitzvah Tasei Shilazman Grama, because it's not a time bound mitzvah. Now, if I was just reading the Shulchan Aruch, I would assume the following, uh, the following conclusion. The Shulchan Aruch seems to be quoting the Rambam. If he's quoting the Rambam, it implies that according to the Shulchan Aruch, he passes like the Rambam, that tefillah is really Doraita. But what? It's not a time-bound mitzvah. If it's not a time-bound mitzvah, both men and women are obligated midoraita to David. That's the simple reading how I would read the Shulchan Aruch in Orachayim Kufa. But look at the Magen Abraham. The Magen Abraham says, Ken Katabaramba, meaning that you're right. This, the words of the Shulchan Aruch are basically following the Shit of the Ramba. The sphere laid the Tfila Mitzvah say, Doraitahi. And the Rambam who holds that the Mitzvah is Doraita, and the Shulchan Aruch that's following in his footsteps seems to be agreeing with that opinion, says the Magen Abraham. Since one tefillah a day is enough in any nusach, any version that you want to say, and now comes again around with a big chidush. 
the minag of the majority of women, she'ain mitpalelot betzmidut, they don't regularly daven, mishum do'omrim niyad baboker samuch lenetila, eze bakasha. Because as soon as they do netilat yadayim, they do some type of bakasha, it should be a good day, or they say birkot ha-shachar, and in birkot ha-shachar there is requests and there's all these type of things. And they fulfill their obligation from a Torah level with this. Since I, the, the Rambam says that there's a mitzvah doraita, and the mitzvah doraita can be fulfilled with any small requests, Women fulfill that obligation by just saying, please God, it should be a good day. They fulfill that obligation. And since they fulfill their Torah obligation, therefore, says the Magan Abraham, perhaps the rabbis didn't obligate them in anything more than that. However, the Mishnah Brura disagrees. The Mishnah Brura says, call Zela Dataramba. Shiraks Maneat that really only the time and the Nusach is Midrabanan, but the Chiyuv is Midorite. And the Magen Abraham writes, Shall be Svarazdon, a good Rav Nashim, Shemit Palin Yudchet Betmindot. Most women don't have in the Shmona Israel regularly in the morning and in the evening. The Fishomet, Niyar Baboka, Samochon Lina, is Bakashami, Natura, Yotzotpaze, the Fsharsha Achachamim, Lochibu Yotzer. According to Magen Abraham, it could be that the Minag is based on the Shit of the Rambam. That they fulfill their obligation in the Torah, and the Chachamim didn't add on to the Torah obligation. But then says the Mishnah Berurah, If we understand that according to the Ramban, the real Ikar is only Rabbinic. And they're obligated. Shachrit and Mincha as an obligation and married as a Roshot. And even though it's a rabbinic mitzvah that is time-bound, and women are exempt even from rabbinic mitzvot that are time-bound, such as Kiddush Lebanah, Nevertheless, they're still obligated in Shachrit and Mincha. Going back to the Gemara, women are obligated in Tvila. Explains the Ramban. They're obligated, that Gemara was talking about rabbinic obligation. And even though it's rabbinically time bound, doesn't make a difference. Women need to daven as well because they also need mercy. The Cheni Kar, and this is the, the main position of the primary halachic position, he came that Rav HaPoskim. This is a Mishnah Burratov. Since the majority of the Rishonim agreed with the Ramban, we saw Rashi uh, uh, explicitly, but there are others. The Cheni Chriya Besefer Sha'agat Aryeh. And there's also the opinion of Sha'agat Aryeh. Al-Ken Yesh La'azhir L'Nashim Shit Balo Yudchet. So since it's a rabbinic obligation, it's a bit counterintuitive. One more amount of thought that since it's a Torah obligation, if it was a Torah obligation, there's more reason for women to recite the Shema Israel. The Cheshbon is exactly the opposite. Since it's a rabbinic obligation, the rabbis 
obligated to the woman, just like they obligated to the men. Perhaps with Marev being the exception to the rule, but that is the Cheshbon according to the Mishnah Brura, based on the Ramban, Rashi, and others. Venachon, Gamshi they should also recite the first um, Pasuk of Kriyachma, and they should also say Now he says like this: the calls to mincha. This is all regarding shachrit and mincha about tefilat Mariv, which was initially only instituted as a voluntary tefilah, we'll have to discuss later on when we get to the laws of. Tfilat Arbit, what does it mean voluntary? What does that mean? I want to, I can. If I don't want to, I can't. We'll discuss it later on. Machloket Rishonim, what voluntary over there means. Although now everyone has accepted upon themselves the obligation to Davin Ma'arim, the women didn't take this obligation upon themselves. And the majority of them do not daven Mariv. Tfilat Musaf, the Tlach Katuv de Pturot, and the Magen Giborim says that they are Chaya. So Musaf, Machloket, the Nod of Yud and the Magen Giborim, but Shachrit and Mincha, according to the Mishnah, Lichora, women are obligated in. Just regarding Mariv, they didn't accept upon themselves. They didn't, they, they, since it was never an obligation to begin with, but the men took it upon themselves. Women didn't take it upon themselves. We see a very similar svara mentioned by Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach explaining why women, why some Ashkenazi women don't lean on Pesach. We, 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 well, it's a bit, it's a bit before Shloshim Yom. Doshin Lifnei Achag. We've got about five weeks, but we'll just, uh, we'll just mention this. Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach. He has the same svara. He says like this: Really, the Shita that follows the Rama Paskins like the Rabbiyah, that in today's generation we don't need to lean. However, the men accepted upon themselves to lean, but the women didn't. Right? So similar, similar idea over here. Okay, we'll explain that Ramah later on when we get to Bezrat uh, Hashem just before Leila Seder. Now, the Divrei Yatsev takes to task what's going on over here. The Mishnabura Paskin that women should be davening Shachrit and Mincha. But the Minag seemed to be like the Magen Avram, that women didn't. So what's going on over here? The Magen Abraham is based on what? Is based on the Rambam. But as we saw, most Akronim didn't accept the shit of the Rambam. They accepted that the Halakha Lamaisa, we pass him back to the Rambam. That's Philis Midi Rabbanan, and there's no difference between men and women. What's going on here? Explains, um, explains the Dibre Yatsiv, the Klozenburger Rebbe, Bula Yesh Lomar, so he's trying to justify the minag. How can it be that we're going against the the Rav Rishonim, the Mishnah Well, I yesh lomar lefi mashik katav besiman ayin. You're frozen.
We were doing so well. I think it's the first uh, we've managed to get over half an hour without freezing. Can everyone hear me now? Am I unfrozen? Yes. Yeah, I'm unfrozen. Okay. So <clears throat> to go back to the the Dibrayatsi, the Klosenbogereba, I'm not sure where we are froze, but in, in summary, he's trying to understand how could we go against the Mishabura and Rob Rishonim? The Minak seems to be like the Maganabram, the woman weren't happening the Shmonaiser. And he explains it based on the following principle. He's going to give two answers. Let's read the first answer. The first answer he says is we have a principle, also a mitzvah patum in a mitzvah. A person who is dealing with a mitzvah doesn't have to is exempt from doing another mitzvah. Explain since women are generally looking after their children and, and, uh, and looking after uh, the, all their household needs, this is considered a mitzvah. And therefore, osek the mitzvah patur min a mitzvah. So that, that is one answer. And, and uh, but then he says, if we look in the Talmud, the Talmud knew that women, in the times of the Talmud, there were also children that had to be reared. There were also houses that had to be, you know, cleaned or whatever it is. What's going on over here? He says, We don't see shas that they came up with and they said that that's why women are exempt. How do we come up with such a svara and say, ah, mistoma, it's also like the mitzvah, patamina mitzvah, and that's how the minag is, a woman don't die. He says, it just something's not sitting right. And then he gives, he gives a different answer. He says like this, we know the Gemari in Erubin Samachai says, Yacholni liftor midin tfila shenemar I could exempt myself from uh, from Tvila because it says that I was drunk even though I didn't drink any alcoholic, uh, alcoholic beverage. Meaning a person is on the journey, he is so tired, he is so um, flabbergasted from, from everything that he cannot concentrate it's as if he's drunk. And we see from this, that a person has to actually check himself if he's able to focus properly in order to daven. If a person's not able to focus, he's exempt from davening. Now, although in today's time, in general, who has real concentration, but in principle, a person who can't concentrate is exempt from davening. Based on this, says the close Women who have all these, you know, the kids are running around, etc., etc. Perhaps it's very difficult for them to concentrate. As the Rama says in Kufayin, Today, we don't go back if we didn't concentrate because because even if you go back and dive it again, you're not going to have concentration the second time around as well. 
by their hand. Women who have got so much going on, looking after their house and then and, and, and the the home and then the husband, etc. Explains the Klosenberger Rebbe. He thinks that he accepted no troubled with household duties and raising children that they weren't actually able to concentrate. And since they weren't able to concentrate, they don't really have a ikar to begin with. Um, and because of that, he thinks that is the reason for the minag. So Allah Lamaisa, what do we do? Explains the Piskei Trubot. The minag in Mikadmat Dana from previous generations, if a woman is not able to daven with full concentration calmly, because she's worried about all the children, it. She is permitted to rely on the Magen Abraham. She is permitted to basically just do a minimal tefillah in the morning. And he says in brackets, says the Piskei Chubot, if she just says Birkata Shachar, she's fulfilled the obligation. But is that the preferred one? She says, she says a woman is permitted to do something like that. But when she has time, and it's not on Cheshbon, the home and her children, right? she should definitely daven Shachrit and Mincha. And uh, basically gives the basic rundown, etc. And then at the final, let's just finish this. She's running out of time. She can just say and basically Now, where does this leave us? Interesting, the, the Chofet Chaim testifies about his mother. So my mother almost never davened when we were young. For she said to me, that my father said that she's exempt because she was worried about raising the children. So again, that is a shita. We saw that based on that, one can rely on Magen Abraham, and uh, there is such a meaning. However, if, if women can, they definitely should. Uh, Daven, Shachrit, and Mincha. The approach. He says, Nashim Shachrit Mincha. They are obligated, both in Shachrit and Mincha. Also in Musa. But married, they're not obligated. Very interesting. He says they're definitely obligated in Shachrit and Mincha. Also, Musa married, they're not obligated, but they should. Different take to what we saw 
from the Piskei uh, Chuvot. Where does Rav Ovadia Yosef uh, stand on the sugya? He explains he explains slightly different. He says, listen, we passing like Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch passing like the Rambam, the Rambam passing like the Rif, that there's a mitzvah the right to daven once a day with a short tefillah, and that's enough. And he brings all the other Rishonim that, that held like this. And he, so really you have three mamash shitot of On the one hand, you have the Piskei Shuvot says, if women can, if women need to, they can rely on the meaning of the Magen Abraham, Basically, it's a short film that I need to dab. On the other hand, but if they can, they should dab. On the other hand, you have Rav Abba Ben Sion, who says women are obligated to dab in two tvilot minimum, and, and also Musaf. And preferably, they should also dab in marriage, but they have to dab in Shachrit and Mincha. Rav Obad Yosef says, Mikra din den and even the chatzot sounds like they're not chayav. If they can, tavolem bracha, but not that they are obligated. So those are the different shitot uh, that we've seen amongst the modern day uh, poskim. Okay, we touched on this. When is it that there's a chiv midoraita to daven according to the Rambam? Um, we're going to find something very interesting. The Gemara says in Masechet Brachot Tetzayin. Chatan patur mikriyatshma laila rishona v'amotzei shabbat im noasa maase. Tan rabanan shiftecha beveitecha prat losek bemitzah. A chatan is exempt from kriyatshma. Now, assuming kriyatshma is door writer, which we discussed in previous shirim, how can a chatan be exempt? And the reason is because his Osek mitzvah, he's already doing another mitzvah, or he's thinking about doing another, consummating the wedding, and therefore he cannot. Um, <coughs> he's thinking about it. Anytime a person, you know, a person's watching the the, um, the stocks of his pension fund and they're going down and down and there's a war in Ukraine and the stocks are, are just going down. So that means he doesn't have to daven mincha today because he's watching the stock exchange and he doesn't know what to do. His ship is, 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 um, is sinking. He's also very preoccupied. We're going to say he doesn't have to daven. And if you want to tell me that that's true, an Avel is obligated in all the mitzvot. Okay, but forget for tefillin. Other than tefillin, only on the first day tefillin. Other than that, an Avel is chayav in all the mitzvot. And surely he's preoccupied. Explains the Gemara. Here, the Chatan, was he exempt? Because he's preoccupied with the mitzah. But regarding the um, the ship sinking, the stock is, your stock's going down on the stock market. 
or even being preoccupied with the niftar and avel, that is called tirza derashut. That is, by the way, a big chiddush. That an avel who is preoccupied with the mate is that's not a mitzvah. Look at Rashi. Rashi spills it out over here. Tirza derashut. A very radical Rashi, but Lichora, that's, that's, the, the, the Rashi is not radical. The Gemara is radical. Person is an Avel is obligated in certain actions of Avelut, not to wash, uh, to take off one's shoes. Those are obligations. Because these are and these obligations show the honor that one is uh, necessary to give to the niftar to the deceased. It's not obligated to cause himself suffering. It's a big, big chiddush. Because why is it such a big chiddush? Rav Soloveitchik has um, Rav Soloveitchik has a very famous essay where he talks about. Um, when a person does a Maise Kriya um, in Avelot, you do all these um, <clears throat> Rav Salvech has a general general Chakira, where he says there's a Maise Mitzvah and a Kiyuma Mitzvah that there's a Maise Mitzvah you do an action, but the Kiyuma is, 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 is a certain feeling that, that is aroused uh, let's take Tshuva so Tshuva, the Maise Mitzvah might be to say the Alchait right? the Vidui but the kium of the tshuva is when a person feels regret, right? So too, lichora says Rav Soloveitchik regarding Avelis, that the maise mitzvah is, is whatever, taking off one's shoes, not washing, etc., doing all types of things, sitting on a low bench. But the kium of mitzvah is when one feels the tsar of the, of, of the loss of the deceased. Lichora, that's not what Rashi is saying. Rav Soloveitchik deals with this Rashi in that essay over here, and it seems that it could be a machloket rishonim, but at least from this Rashi, he's told us the principle that why over here is a person, is the chatan exempt? Because he's osek, even thinking about a mitzvah is going to make him patur, preoccupied with a mitzvah. How does the Shulchan Aruch rule? Shulchan Aruch rules, hakoneset avatula patur mikriyat shmar gimel yamim imlo asamaseh person who has not consummated the wedding for the first three nights is exempt from Kriya Mitzvah. Because this is a mitzvah. This was in the times of when people were able to concentrate when they were davening. But today, we, no one davens with proper concentration. Uh, that Shulchan Aruch is based on the famous radical Toswat. Toswat says that that Gemara doesn't apply, even though it's Mishnah. <laughs> that Gemara and read Mishnah don't apply because today, who has the correct, um, who has the correct, what's the word I'm looking for? Concentration. Now, based on this, we see that in principle, one has to have correct concentration to daven. And uh, if one cannot concentrate, one doesn't have to daven. Says the Shulchan Aruch in Orachayim Tzadik Gimel, "Einomdim nitpalel mitoch din velo mitoch halacha shelo yeheli botarudba." Person shouldn't stand up from Beitin and go and daven, or even from a, a deep sugya shelo yeheli botarudba, because based on that, 
when he gets up, he's still going to be preoccupied with, with the sugya. It says because when he does this, it's as if he's getting up through simcha. The commandments of Hashem, they glad in the heart. And uh, first of all, that's Musara scale. What, what is the Ramah telling us? When a person finishes a Shir Torah, he should feel a sense of gladness, a sense of simcha. Right? The, 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 the straight directives of HaKadosh Baruch Hu should, should gladden our hearts. We're living in such a world with such crazy ideas. Um, crazy ideas. Uh, someone told me that a grade two teacher um, in certain countries is not allowed to use the, um, what's the I'm not sure what the, the, the correct terminology in English is. He and the word he and the word she. Isn't, grade two teacher is not allowed to use th those two words are considered like swear words in, in class in many countries today. The word he and the word she for grade two. So you, you have to say this side of the class and that side of the class or whatever, but you can't just, you can't say he got up and, 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 and fetched the pen. So we're living in a crazy world where, where you know, so sometimes when you have a clear directives of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us and what Hashem is telling us and a person goes to a Shir Torah and hears, okay, that's what the Allah says, that should gladden us. Okay, sorry, that's just an aside. Let's continue with the the Shulchan Aruch or Achaim Kufiut. Haolech b'makom duday chayav alistim mitpalel tzorchei amcham erubim. Another exemption: a person is in a place where there are wild bandits, there are wild animals. All all you need to do is say a short. You, you cannot. Since you're not pre you you're preoccupied, you're worried about your safety. You can't dive in with the right concentration. Just a, a very short filler. And by the way, you don't stop. Just carry on walking, running, whatever you do, and dive in that way. If you can stand, great. When you get to the place and you're able to calm down, that's when one should daven the Shmonai Israel. Um, the Mishnah Bura just clarifies, why is the Shulchan Aruch saying it's mutar, not to daven? If a person hasn't got Yishumadat, if he's so preoccupied, he's worried, he doesn't have to daven Shmonai Yisrael, he can just daven Havinei. But when he gets to the Yishuv, he has to daven. Explains the Shulchan Aruch. Person is dealing with communal matters. The Giazman Kriyat Shema. Lo Yavsik, doesn't have to stop, doesn't stop. Yigmor iskehem v'yikra imishar et likrot. He finishes the work of the Tzibur. And if there's time afterwards, he should daven. A pile plane, you see over here the koach of <coughs> dealing with Tzorche Rabim. It's considered Otak the Mitzah, Patamina Mitzah, and one doesn't have to, to worry about it. 
And uh, now the question is, okay, so that's the halacha lemaaseh. We've seen <coughs> that even though there's a obligation to daven midoraita midrabanan, there are going to be certain exceptions to the rules. Also, the mitzvah patum in a mitzvah, or when one is clearly preoccupied to the point when one cannot have any, um, and he's really worried about his life, he doesn't have to worry about it. Okay. Now, says the Piskei Tshuvot, bottom line, anyone who is dealing with communal matters, and he's the only one who can do it. And what kind of communal matters? He's saving his friends' money. Even if he's going to get paid for it. Doesn't stop for Kriyat Shman Tfila. LMK, unless Barry Law, it is certain to him, it's clear. He can take a break and he can back and he'll still be able to finish the job. Even if Zman Tfila had arrived and then he started the Torchei Tzibor, he doesn't have to stop. But in that case, he will have to dive in Tashlumin because the Chiyuv of Tefillah already was created before he started with the Tzorech, with the Othech B'Torchei Rabbi. But then he says as follows, Bizmanenu shekimat ve'en matsui shasku ve'ezin yan zman mumushach b'lo afsaka l'achila v'shetia munucha v'chadumin. Today, so many people, it's unheard of that people work, 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 work without taking a break to eat, drink, sleep, if that's the case, you're going to take a break for half an hour, lunch hour, you also have to dive. What can you do? You don't have to dive in a minion, and you can dive in, you can, you know, skip certain parts of the tefillah. Says the piske chuvot, kabay bet knesiot, bet rishot, kabay tzaka, shara skate zibur, and doctors, all of these are and soldiers, all of these places, all of these people, they should not try and get out of the midst of unless, listen, you've got sick patients, you need to deal with them, you can't, uh, no one else is there, or Someone's got to do the the guarding duty. You can't take off. Otherwise, terrorists might come. Right? But then, in such a case, right? Uh, in such a case, they okay, they can, they exempt. But otherwise, basically, they are permitted. They, they should try as much as possible to daven, and there isn't really um, an excuse. The Isha Yisrael also says that if a person, if there's a doctor, and there's a sick person that needs his help, he's exempt from Tefillah and Kriyat Shema. And it's prohibited for them to stop in order to daven if well, right now they need to help the sick person. But if the, it's not critical that the whatever the doctor's doing for the sick patient right now, it's not critical that it's done at this moment, and it's not going to cause a big tear, 
In such a case, in such a case, the doctor should stop to say and to daven and then return to the tipul. Okay, these are basically the, 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 the structure that we've seen there, although, just to summarize, these are other Torah obligation according to the Rambam and the Rif, and uh, that is seemingly how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. Nevertheless, and that's how the Minag, the Magenavran says the Minag of Nashim is based on such a psak. The Ikar seems to be like the majority of Rishonim that it's a Chi of the Rabbanan. And since it's a Chi of the Rabbanan, uh, then the question is regarding women. Uh, those who hold that it's a Chi of the Rabbanan hold that women are obligated in Shachrit and Mincha. That is the, the Mishnabura Paskins. That's how Rabban says the Minag is not like that. That's also the Dibre Yatsev. The Piske Chubot says the woman, the Minag, they can definitely rely on the Minag not to daven uh, twice, a uh, twofold filot. Obviously, if they can, Areze uh, Meshubach. Regarding people that are preoccupied, so we saw that today's time, most of us generally are preoccupied and therefore. Uh, this isn't a great excuse. However, someone who is Hosek the Mitzvah, such as Tzorche Rabim, Yesh Makom Lakel, not to Daven. Yesh Makom Lakel, not to Daven. Um, however, that's assuming you're not taking breaks. If you're taking breaks to eat and drink and everything else, then one should also take a break to, to Daven. In the event that one did miss a Tfilah, because he was Hosek the Tzorche Rabim or the Tzorche HaChole, if the Chiyuv Tfilah started before his mishmeret, in such a case, he would have to do uh, tashlumin, that when he finishes his mishmeret, even though shachrit is finished, he should recite to minchas. Okay, thank you very much for listening, everybody. You, Hashem. Hashem. See you next week. Okay, call to. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.